Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You're listening to Scoopy Radio with Brandon Robinson. Scoopy Radio. Hey guys, oh I am Brandon Scoopy Robinson. Welcome to another edition. And on the line right now, we got a familiar face. Jamel Hill. What's going on? Hey, what's Radio. going on? What's good with you? Trying to make a dollar out of 15 cents. <laughs> right? That is uh, the unofficial uh, mantra for everybody. <laughs> Facts. So your podcast, Jamel Hill is Unbothered. The thing that caught my attention um, was pre-COVID. And... The show was great. I've listened to a few episodes, but it was actually the Instagram outros. <laughs> okay. My curiosity in this is this. Have you considered with COVID and a lot of these interviews being digital, um, you in fact kind of doing a digital outro for your Instagram instead? A digital outro? Uh, no, um... You know, I will. Here's the thing. I can't say I'm not like I I can't say it's been off the table, I guess. Um, But, you know, that's a that's an interesting thought. You know, it's something I'd probably have to get with my social media manager and and get her opinion on this. But look, I'm of the belief, especially when your name is on the show and, um, you know, knowing how much I pour into, you know, making this podcast a, a listenable product, a product that I hope people enjoy, that nothing is ever off the table when it comes to how it can be improved. So I appreciate that suggestion. For sure. I'm curious to know, I sat down with from uh, Jodeci yesterday and I asked him his top three Jodeci songs. So I'm going to take a Ooh. flip. First of all, what are your top three Jodeci songs? I was like, wait, do I get that question? <laughs> all right, for me, uh, it would be Stay, um, uh, Lately. Okay. Um, and, you know, I, I know that everybody would probably say Forever My Lady, and I do love that song. And, as, and that was a song, I think, that kind of exploded their popularity in many respects, but 
I'm going to go with um, My Heart Belongs to You. I like it. I like yeah. it. Yeah. The original question before I went on a tangent, though, was <laughs> three interviews on Jamel Hillary and Bobby. Oh, okay. This is actually a much tougher question because I think they've all been really fantastic in their, in their own way. Um, but uh, I, I choose to look at it almost as most memorable. Um, uh, Cat Williams would be one um, for sure, because, uh, you know, I didn't really know what to expect from Cat Williams. Of course we see the comedian and we see like how lively he is and very sharp and, you know, on it in that respect. But he, um, he brought a, you know, a level of, of thoughtfulness that I don't, I didn't, I don't know if I, if I, I hate to sound like I was like underestimating him, but I'm going to sound like I was underestimating him, but I just didn't know he had it. And I walked away from that interview thinking that uh, he's quite brilliant. He really is. And so that was definitely one that, that I enjoy quite a bit um, for probably more comedic reasons. <laughs> I would say Rick Ross. <laughs> you know? oh. <laughs> yeah. Rick Ross, Rick Ross is hilarious. And yeah. um, you know, he's thoughtful too, but he's funny. And Never did I expect to have such a detailed conversation about horse sperm with uh, Rick Ross. That was pretty interesting. <laughs> so, yeah, he was really, really, um, you know, really, really funny. And, uh, you know, thinking about, because um, those, are, those are both from, from season two. And thinking about what was, like, maybe my favorite uh, interview here from or those are all, I'm sorry, interviews from season one, but thinking about maybe in season two, what would have been, you know, one of my, um, you know, kind of favorite interviews. Uh, it might actually be the one I just recently had. It's, it's either one or two people. It's either Gabrielle Union or Steve Kerr. I'm not really, you know what? You know what? I know the one. I know the one. It's Ellen Pompeo. That's the person. Yeah, Ellen Pompeo, um, you know, as most people know her, Meredith Grey on Grey's Anatomy. And Ellen Pompeo was, um, you know, I, I knew a lot about how she, how thoughtful she was. And for that matter, for how she's been a ride or die for Black women um, and women of color in general. And, but hearing about her background in Boston, who's reshaped, um, you know, and her being just very honest about why she has continued to be in this character for, for 20 years now. Um, you know, a lot of people would have said like, oh, you know, it's because it's a gratifying character and this and that, but she was, she kept it real. There was a certain home life she wanted and she wanted to make money. And that's what it was. And there's nothing wrong with her saying that. I mean, she certainly gets, as an artist, she, she definitely gets um, something out of that from that standpoint. But she was also very real about the fact that financially this allows her to have the life that she wants. And I think that's completely fine to say and to express. And also, you know, the way that she fought to get her money, um, being open about her salary so that other um, women could use that and that Holly, the system of Hollywood couldn't pit women against one another. So I really enjoyed that conversation I had with Ellen Pompeo. Jamel Hill and Bob, it is her podcast available on Spotify. Jamel, I remember you at uh, Pointer Institute in 2007, mm -hmm. a college student. And uh, back then, uh, your knowledge and your insight on things, uh, in my opinion, was ahead of the curve. That being said, what did you make of the initial uh, debate the other night? So what I made of it was that 
I think um, what we saw there was kind of two Americas, if you will, um, in this in the America that is, you know, um, I think in existence now, it's an America that allows Mike Pence um, as a white man to fully um, and comfortably and confidently express himself and not be apologetic about his behavior, about his interruptions, about, you know, just telling lies. Um, and the difference just being that he's just nicer about it than, than Donald Trump is. Um, so, you know, that's kind of, uh, you know, emblematic of, of, of America. But the other part of that is Kamala Harris, who is extremely accomplished, but also very aware and cognizant of how black women are perceived in this country, how a black woman in her power position is perceived and having to navigate her authenticity at the same time trying to debate, you know, um, against an office she's trying to win. And looking at some of the responses to Kamala Harris, people calling her aggressive, the president referred to her as this monster. He didn't even call her a monster, this monster, as if she's a thing out here to dehumanize her. Um, I think it, it just speaks to kind of where we are and where conditionally we have been and uh, that black women have had to, to fight hard and long and um, in a frustrating fashion in order to be not just seen, but to be heard and in her case, respected. And so, um, you know, I gave her a lot of credit uh, and could certainly relate to as a, you know, as a black woman who's been in corporate America of that tricky dance of trying to decide um, as Amanda Seals put it, just how black you gonna be today. <laughs> and, and that was what we saw her managing kind of in, in real time is knowing that because she's a black woman, um, a woman of color, that every movement that she makes, every part of her demeanor is going to be up for scrutiny and his is not. Jamel Nas made a song called If I Ruled the World. Um, <laughs> President Trump, you. Say hypothetically, you were allowed, the two of you, to sit at a dinner table and actually, <laughs> yeah, I know, but listen. <laughs> okay. If you guys were able to sit at a table, not McDonald's. Uh, 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 <laughs> okay, I was about to say, the meal is important. Yes. Right? So, number I don't one, want Chick-fil-A or any of that. <laughs> what kind of meal would it have? I'm going here with this, but what kind of meal would it have to be? Um, well, I mean, I, you always look for common ground, and at least based off what I read, is that the president enjoys a good steak, and so do I. I just don't put ketchup on mine because I'm not a heathen, um, and so uh, I would say a, a, a nice steak would be a good starting place of finding common ground. T-bone steak, cheese, eggs, and Welch is great. <laughs> Preferably. <laughs> okay, you guys are able to sit down at a table and have a conversation. Um, if you had all the time in the world at that table to sit and have a dialogue, what points would you like to convey to him that maybe he doesn't know? Well, I mean, I, you know, I, President Trump is is choosing the size that he's that he has chosen, not because of uh, ignorance on his part. It's not that he doesn't know better; he just doesn't care. And those are the toughest conversations to have with people: is that people who have no interest in moving where they believe 10%. See, I could, it's, even though on the face of it, and certainly what I know of his philosophies and politics, we have Scoop nothing in common, radio. right? But mm -hmm. I guarantee you, it, I'm much more capable of moving 10% to his side than he is to mine. And 
my things that of which I would demand in, as him as a leader is one um, is asking him why he is not interested in governing everybody. And that's just a root question. You're the president of the United States. You're not the president of the Republicans. You're not the president of white people and you're not the president of white men. So why are you not interested in governing the rest of us who also pay taxes into this system? All right. And um, uh, so, you know, we have to start there. And I would love to get to the root of why he feels it's necessary to divide our country by running on the ticket of white supremacy, because that's what he's running on. Um, white fear and white supremacy. That, that's what's on the ballot for him. And um, as somebody who has been privileged his whole life, it's really quite insulting to many of us that he would ever position a campaign that America needs to be made, made great again, as if it wasn't great for him his whole life. I mean, he started off as a millionaire for crying out loud. Is is so, that there? There are levels of of suffering he has never ever had to worry about. His basic needs have always been met. That, um, you know, he's not allowed to have his own experiences as a person. But it is to say, at the very least, the one thing he has never had to worry about is where his next meal is coming from. But that is not the case of many of the people that he governs. And so. Um, I think that his lack of empathy is an issue. Um, really, my biggest problems with him outside of policy is his character. And he doesn't seem to possess very much of it. And your integrity, your your ability to have empathy is, is everything. And I would just wonder uh, why he doesn't seem to have any, you know, to tell people that um, in a country where 200,000 people have died from a disease, um, to have so little empathy for the victims and to um, be unable to understand how his incompetency has created much of this chaos is is really quite startling. So um, again, I don't know how much of a fruitful conversation that would be because Donald Trump is in his 70s and seems very entrenched in his ways. And there is frankly nothing about his life that has led anybody to believe that he is interested in anything other than what benefits him. And as I said, those are the toughest conversations, you know, to have about things. Maybe we should talk sports. <laughs> Maybe that, what, might, that might be better. I'm in Cold Stone and Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, I, I, Cold Stone, bring me the birthday cake flavor. Yeah, I'll pretty much sit down and have a conversation with anybody. <laughs> Here you go. A couple more questions. Number one, uh, you hosted something with Kyrie Irving Common uh, recently for Breonna Taylor. Um, Colin Kaepernick um, has been in the news, of course, for obvious reasons. But I'm curious to know from your perspective, is it a fair assessment to consider Kyrie Irving the Colin Kaepernick of the NBA? Uh, it is not. And the reason why this is no disrespect to Kyrie, because I think he has been so intentional and so vocal and so genuine about being a change agent and especially the support he's extended to women in particular um, to create a fund for WNBA players who decided to sit out this season, uh, be it because of COVID concerns or because they wanted to focus on social justice to provide that kind of support. It says a lot about uh, who Kyrie Irving is and what he cares about. But let us not lose sight of the fact that Colin Kaepernick made a very specific sacrifice and he had something taken away from him um, simply because he had the audacity to demand that black people be treated as human and his whole career was stolen from him. And um, 
you know, Kyrie Irving will still get to play basketball. He'll still get to, you know, maybe lead the Brooklyn Nets to a, a championship with Kevin Durant. Um, Colin Kaepernick won't get that opportunity. Um, and so there's an inherent difference there. Um, but I think in terms of like-mindedness, I think is is very similar. Um, is that, you know, uh, Kyrie is about liberation and equality um, and support. Um, and so I think uh, Colin is about those very same, you know, values. But, um, you know, I, I think, you know, the, the difference is that, that Kyrie will be able to use his sports platform to continue to promote the things that are important. And, and that part of it was taken away from Colin. We got to run before we go. Lakers and five? Yeah, definitely. I think they end this. Um, uh, I have to say, I did think this was going to be a little bit more of a challenging series for them just because, um, you know, just looking at, at some of the matchups, you know, my and, and the way Miami was playing coming out of the Eastern Conference Finals. I mean, they, they're a very hard-nosed team, and they can create a lot of problems. But obviously injuries have had played a role in it. Um, and then, you know, lack of experience. I mean, for many of them, uh, this is the furthest they've ever gotten. And even though I know it's the bubble and that's your traditional finals experience, uh, the fact that LeBron has played in so many finals games, just the finals is radio. important. And, um, you know, that, to have somebody like Rajon, you know, Rondo, who also is somebody who's been very, you know, experienced. Um, uh, I think, you know, this is obviously the Lakers year and, I know there will be for some a temptation to sort of discredit this championship because of the way it happened, mm -hmm. but I think that's being really unfair. And besides, it's not like the Lakers came out of the blue. They were the favorites at the beginning of the season. So it's like, all right, the only difference is they're just playing in Orlando. <laughs> that's really what it is. So, um, so yeah, I, I think this will be another uh, championship for them. I think they're 17th as a franchise. You heard it first. Jamel, thank you for joining us. I'm happy for you. I'm proud of you. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Talk to you soon. All right. All right take care. And this is Scooby Radio saying, you bring the coffee and I'll bring the Dunkin'. Come on. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.